Hello and welcome to Winning in Work, the show turning the rat race into a happy place. I'm your host, Nikki Pack, and today we're going to talk about building an effective personal brand with Rosie McCarthy. All of us are looking to make a good impression when it comes to advancing our careers. And thanks to the digital age, there are all sorts of techniques to embrace if you're looking to stand out from the crowd. In today's show, we'll discuss the ins and outs of what you need for a great personal brand and even touch on where to brand up on your CV, cover letter, and get yourself noticed for the right reasons on LinkedIn. Be sure to listen all the way through for all the tips and tools you need to have the career you want. So our guest today is Rosie McCarthy. She's a career fulfillment coach and founder of Badass Careers. Um, Rosie has over 10 plus years experience in HR, working for a varied mix of global companies. So L'Oreal, um, LVMH, which is the Louis Vuitton Merit um, Hennessy Group, and is going to share with us her tried and tested toolkit that's helped hundreds of ambitious millennials and Gen Zs to get their dream career, make their dream careers a reality. So hi, Rosie. Great to see you. Um, hey, Nikki. I'm so excited to jam on personal branding. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so cool to talk to you. Um, so we'll kick off at the very beginning with what made you start up uh, Badass Careers? Oh, so, so many things, so many things. I think there were a few things that um, were playing on my mind at the, at the time. The first was um, the fact that I was talking to a lot of my friends, actually, a lot of my peers. And at the time I was working in HR for, you know, really big multinational groups with a lot of resources. And I was talking to them about the training and the development and the opportunities that the employees working in these companies had access to through our HR programs. And a lot of my friends were saying, what? You know, I've never, I've never even seen my HR once. I think I emailed them about sick leave, you know, and I realized that there was this huge discrepancy in the support and access that people got to professional development, personal development um, for the workplace. And at the time, I was becoming a specialist in uh, leadership development for millennials, all things about finding your purpose, developing your unique leadership brand and style and um, and progressing in the workplace. But, you know, I, I had this feeling like I've got to democratize this stuff. I've got to get it out there because it's just not fair that depending on the company you end up in, you have dramatically different you know, amounts of access to this kind of development. And the second reason is just that it's my purpose is as simple as that. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely here to help people do, to do work that they love. And um, I know that we share some really similar beliefs around that. So yeah, that's where it sort of started. I love that because that's exactly, you're right. That's the same belief that I have as well, is that the, is that it doesn't, you could pick any company and when you go into a company, you have no idea what their HR um, system uh, people are like. You don't know what their development system's like. You know, whatever people write on a website does not always equate to exactly what they do do. Um, yeah, and mm. I had exactly the same. Worked through, you know, lo loads and loads of corporate companies in the professional services for years, and it all looks all glowy and beautiful from the outside. But it's not until you get in there do you actually know what a company really does offer you. And even then, mm. I don't know if it's actually going to be tailor-made to who you are as a person and what you want for your own career development. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You have a huge following. You have loads and loads of people that love what you do. Um, and I, you help so many people. It's what, 
you know, what attracted to me, me to you in the first place. I mean, it's, you know, everything is really, it's bite size. It's really easy to digest. Um, and you just really help people with their careers and, you know, answer questions that people get really stuck with and people don't know who to go to because, you know, like what we're going to talk about today with personal brand, there are things that, you know, mm. you don't really want to ask your company about because you don't want to look like, mm. you know, <laughs> that you want to promote yourself in case the company think you're going to leave. Um, yeah, it's a real tough, it's a tough one, but obviously personal brand works in a good way for a company as well as for the employee, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that thank you so much for the your lovely words about my my content because I'm actually walking the talk with some of the frameworks that we're going to share in today's discussion, which is, you know, it's very much anchored in a personal brand, which is why I think my content feels really aligned and it resonates because it just feels like me. And I guess when it comes to your personal branding, um, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being able to market yourself and get your convictions out there and your why and your purpose out there and get that really positive reputation and that good noise flowing all around you. Um, and it's in a very intentional way and it's a very authentic way. And of course, yes, it can absolutely serve you internally in terms of getting promotions, but then externally as well. And it's not just about getting another job. I mean, your personal brand, when you do it right, if you're showing up on LinkedIn, for example, you get you can get, you know, speaking gigs, you can get offers to share your expertise on podcasts, you can uh, be asked to collaborate on an article or host a webinar, it starts to create a snowball effect of professional development opportunities and exposure out there that's just going to build your expertise, build your confidence, and hopefully catapult how people see you and perceive you. So how do you start with a personal brand? I mean, you know, you go you go into your career, you don't think, right, how am I going to set myself up, really? You just, mm. oh, I know I didn't. <laughs> I just... I just applied for a job. I got a job and then I just became, effectively, I became who my company wanted me to be, not who I thought I wanted to be initially. Um, so how do you go about picking your mm. personal brand, becoming your brand? Yeah, so a really solid personal brand has three key components um, and they are all anchored fundamentally in who you are as a person. So it takes oodles of self-awareness to be able to craft your personal brand. But to explain the concept a little bit more, I'm just going to take us back to some fundamentals of marketing psychology, uh, because there was a, a very important uh, concept shared in the very famous TED Talk called How Great Leaders Inspire Action by Simon Sinek. I think it's one of the most viewed TED Talks of all time. And he was really fascinated as to why some companies consistently outperform other companies, outperform their competitors time and time again. Why does Apple always, you know, continue to out-innovate? Why do, do Disney and Pixar always manage to write the most magical stories? And what he found in this research is that, you know, all companies more or less know what they do, the products they sell, the services they provide. Some companies know how they do what they do, which is around, you know, what, what's our unique competitive advantage? What are our strengths? What are our values? That kind of thing. But very, very few companies 
know why they do what they do. And it's those companies who have that strong why, that strong purpose, that strong conviction. And that's not about making profit. It's about something bigger than that. And they have this why that ripples through employees and through to their customers. That's where the magic happens. And so if you think about it from a practical perspective, you've got, you walk into a store and you're looking for a new computer and you've got Dell computers and Apple computers. You know, why is it that a computer with exactly the same specifications, exactly the same qualifications, we could say, you know, is on sale and, you know, the Dell computer is $1,500, but the Apple computer is $3,000. It's twice the price for exactly the same computer. And the fact of the matter is, is both companies make computers. Both companies attract talented and highly motivated, skilled employees from the top schools worldwide, and both have equal levels of resources and knowledge available to them. But if you, if I ask you, you know, what is Dell's why? It's really hard to articulate. But when you think about Apple, they've got a really strong why. So when you buy an Apple product, it's like you become part of the club, right? You become a creative, a disruptor, mm. someone who in, like appreciates aesthetics, someone who wants to challenge the status quo. And through this research, it's just really important to understand about that, how that marketing psychology works, because what Simon Sinek found was it was exactly the same principle for leaders. So how the top leaders are perceived worldwide. And it comes down to those same prints, those same three things, which is you have to know what you do. And that's something that everyone knows, you know, what's my job title? What do, what do I get paid to do essentially? You have to know how you do it. So the unique talents you have that make you special, your strengths, your personality type, your energizers, your passions, all the things that make you you and make the way you think different. And to be really stand out and have an exceptional brand, you have to know your why. So that's your purpose, the cause or belief that drives you, you know, why you get up in the morning. And if you can articulate those three things in your CV, in your cover letter, on your LinkedIn profile, you are going to stand out from the crowd. So, I mean, that makes that makes sense. I love, and I do love that, the why, the how, the what. And if you just keep reminding yourself of the why, it's what, as you say, what gets you up in the morning. It's, it's what keeps you going. It's on those days where you go into work and you have a really crappy day. You still go, yes, but the bigger the bigger, um, this is my why, this is the bigger question. Um, and that's what keeps you going. Um, but as you say, you need some real self-awareness in order to pull that together and also to pull it together for you, not for your company, but for you. Um, so how, how do you do that? How do you, Mm. you know, how do you figure out exactly what your why is, what your how is, what your, what is? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good um, differentiation to make because you are, your why is bigger than your current job title. Your job title is your what. Your why is something bigger. And it's like, it's that connection that you want to make with that, that company in front of you that's like, okay, we share the, the same core convictions. We share the same beliefs. So to find your, like, well, let's, let's just to make sure it's super clear, let's give a bit of an, bit of an example. So if we take Batman, right? Like Batman and Robin. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> his what, his job title, he's Batman and he, and he beat, and he beats up bad guys. That's what he does. Um, 
How does he do it? He has some superpowers. He's pretty good at abseiling. He's pretty strong. He's got strong values around integrity and justice. Um, he knows the kind of environment he loves to work in, high tech, great co-workers. He loves to work at night. Um, but when you think about the level of his why, it's reducing crime to save lives. So Batman is one way he could he could do that, you know, what he's currently doing. Mm. But the big why of reducing crime to save lives you can have lots of different expressions of that. Um, it's about it's about ultimately that big purpose, that big sort of contribution you want to make. And to be honest, it's not an it's not an easy process to figure out what that is. I wish I could say there was a fifteen minute online quiz. Um, there is a framework that I love to use with people, which is called the Ikigai framework. Um, it's a a Japanese concept which allows you to uncover your your reason for being, your Ikigai, your why. And essentially, it takes a lot of journaling. You can send out surveys to people. You can um, do online tests and diagnostics and quizzes, but it essentially takes you through four key elements. So it's understanding what you love, so your passions, um, the things that energize you, the things that excite you and, and what it is about them that that lights you up. You've got what you're good at, so your natural strengths, the things that come quickly to you. So for example, you know, you can go to highfivetest.com for a free strengths test online. There's also the Gallup Clifton Strengths Diagnostic here. You could send out a survey to people asking them when, they, when they've seen you at your best. Um, there's plenty of journaling you can do, journal prompts you can do. Um, it's also about understanding your, your core values. So the core values that um, you like, you want and need to live by to feel, you know, in integrity, to feel authentic to you. And it's also about the kind of impact you want to make. So the causes you care about, the kinds of people you want to help and the overlap of all of those areas is your ikigai. So um, I actually, I mean, I actually have a, a free online course that the listeners can do if they like, and it's actually takes them through how to find their ikigai. Um, but that's a really great place to get started, but it's a lot of introspection and it's a lot of self-awareness. But something that I definitely want to stress is that this is not about saving the world, okay? A why does not have to be, you know, always to do with poverty or climate change or, you know, like big, big topics about saving the world. It can be a lot simpler than that. So a why can be something like, I'm, I help people to understand how to use new technologies so that they can streamline their lives and put more focus on what really matters. Or I help people to access honest and accurate data so they can better understand the world around them. Or I help people to feel more confident and beautiful through makeup artistry. So there are so many whys out there um, that can be yours. It doesn't have to be about, quote unquote, saving the world. Yeah. I, I actually remember a conversation I had with a client a while, quite a while back and and the conversation was she wanted to change jobs. And I, and we were going through this whole process of talking about changing jobs. And then she came back to me and said, look, I really want to, I really want to change my job. I want to work in a charity, but I really love the salary that I'm on and I don't want to change my salary. And it, through talking to her mm. about it, her why was actually that she want, her why was that she wanted to make that money and she wanted to make that money for her family. And she was the sole breadwinner mm. in the family and she wants, and that was more important in the end than moving into a charity role and taking a, and taking a huge pay cut. Um, and 
even those sort of conversations, you've got to be, I think the biggest thing is to be honest with yourself. And I think having your online course and doing that and being honest with yourself, but actually doing it where you're not actively talking to somebody as well, um, means that people are a lot more honest and it's a lot easier to find your why because you're not trying to say, I want to end world poverty or, you know, I want to help the environment. If that's not where your real heart is and you're just saying it because you think that is the right thing to do. Um, so yeah, Mm. I think it's really important to know what your why is, but also what your why is for yourself and not what other people want your why to be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the exciting thing about career design, right? Is that, you know, maybe one day your client will drop down to four days a week and spend a whole day per week dedicating her time volunteering for a charity that makes her heart sing. Or maybe she'll, you know, chase those big promotions and get, you know, oodles in in her bonus and, and make massive donations to causes she cares about or whatever that looks like. But I think, yeah, when you, when you know your why, it's the decisions like that, that become a lot simpler. Um, because yeah, you're able to be honest with yourself and say, okay, what do I want out of this life? And going back to personal branding, I think when you have your why, and then, you know, to, to find your why you need to know about the, how you need to know about your natural strengths, about your values, about your personality type, about, you know, how you think a bit differently. Um, then the, what sort of becomes a lot clearer and a lot easier, but when you're able to articulate those things, that's what makes a difference. And to give you a concrete example, it's like, we'll give the listeners a concrete example. It's like, you know, this is, how uncompelling is it when you're receiving a a cover letter or a resume um, and it's saying things like, you know, I'm a hardworking individual who works well on a team and I love to collaborate and I've got great attention to detail and all of that stuff. It's just like, it's that generic kind of descriptors of someone that's like often template of the internet. And what recruiters are craving is more self-awareness and emotional intelligence and being able to receive applications like these cover letters, these CVs, these resumes, that sounds like a human being. And so, you know, if instead of saying, I want this job so I can develop, develop in my career and I can, you know, do X, Y, Z, you know, what would it be like if, if people were saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bachelor of Tourism graduate and I am on a mission to kickstart the travel industry both domestically and internationally. And, you know, my thing, my secret sauce, it's about creating out-of-this-world travel experiences. And I've done this through da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I think when you receive that level of branding, in an application, it just blows the other applicants out of the water. I think that's exactly it. And that's what you've just said. It's not just about knowing it for yourself. It's how you communicate it and how you say it out loud. Because mm. it is about how, you know, if, if, you, if you're handing your CV to an owner of a travel company, for instance, they'll pick that up and go, that's how I feel. And that passion will show through. Mm. Um, and that's that's what you want, isn't it? That is you want you basically want your boss to go, yes, I want that person. Right, phone her right or phone him right now. Um, not you know you sit there and you go through the process, mm. and you know two weeks later you're going, oh, I wonder if I'll hear back. Um, so yeah, it's it is showing that passion and and actually having 
having the confidence to do it. I think that is one of the big things is having the confidence to really put down on your CV and your covering letter and actually what you really do want and not, as you say, some generic, um, mm. you know, I, um, I feel like I exceed in A, B and C, you know, you actually talk like a human being. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So. Yeah, I believe I am uni- uniquely qualified for this position. Well, you know, that's exactly what the last 300 people said, right? Um, exactly. And, yeah, right. exactly. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, when you're looking at uh, something concrete like a CV or resume, what we're seeing here, for example, just one idea of a trend that's coming through is adding a personal branding tagline under your name. And it's kind of like, you know, like a company tagline, like you've got the company name and then you've got, you know, Apple think differently or whatever Mm -hmm. and so what people are doing now is you've got like you know the name and then delivering multi-million dollar projects with a human touch or your name and dedicated to the pursuit of good storytelling for someone working in communications and when you start to see that is already exciting right for the for the recruiter they're like who is this right um and then when you double down and you, you write a profile section or a summary that expresses your why, it expresses your strengths, it expresses your values, it talks about what you want next out of your career in just three, four simple sentences because you can be succinct because you've done the groundwork on your personal branding. Um, yeah, it, it, you're exactly right. It creates that reaction of like, call them now. <laughs> like we want this person um, because they sound like exactly what we're looking for. And also through doing the hard work on your personal brand, the groundwork and uncovering your why and knowing your strengths and knowing your value and knowing what makes you different and that unique edge that only you have, you're also seeking out you've got, you know, you're more precise in the opportunities that you're targeting as well, because you, you know, what feels aligned versus what's just another job like, Oh, I could do that. I could do that, you know? And so when you're able to also see the companies and see the roles and see the people who are doing things that you want to be doing, you find your people, that's when it's just uh, a match. And that's when you start getting much, much, much more, uh, you know, feedback and many more results, I guess, in your job search process, because it's just, you know, it's obviously a really great match and a really, really great fit. Yeah, I think that's, that is what makes such a huge difference. It is, it is making that fit because then you go in on your first day and you're excited about the job that you're going into rather than I find there, we go through a stage where we apply for anything and everything in the hope of just and mm. our brand doesn't matter. It's about let's apply for a job so we can get a job. Um, once you know what your personal brand is and you can communicate that and you put out to get that job and you get the right job, you go in on your first day and you're excited to be there. You know, I don't know, two weeks, mm. three weeks down the road, you're still excited to be there because you chose that job rather than applying for absolutely everything going on indeed and just applying um you know uh, and seek and stuff because you you just want any old job um it's being more i guess intentional with what you want and having your personal brand means that you know what you want so mm, i think absolutely that, that early work makes such a difference um so yeah and i suppose the next the next topic then to pick up on is that whole communication piece, but is 
how do you get noticed on LinkedIn, on on your CV, on your cover letter? How do you get how how do you communicate that? How do you get seen um, when a job gets three hundred applicants? What is it about your I don't know your yeah your CV, your cover letter? What is it about that that gets you noticed? Yeah, I mean, and we talked we we talked about some some quick tips on that CV and resume about that personal branding tagline about um, about a, a compelling summary that connects the dot, uh, and then you know making sure that it's very accomplishments driven and you're really it's a really um, very much a highlight reel and a teaser trailer, right? It's you know people think with their CV they have to shove everything they've ever done in their lifetime on there, and it's just not the case. It's about a, a very tailored and aligned marketing pitch for that specific role um, and just the best bits are on there. When it comes to your cover letter, again, once you've got your personal brand down, that's where I believe in the the power of storytelling. So that's when, you know, you can start sharing your convictions instead of a first sentence that says, you know, to whom it may concern, I am genuinely thrilled to apply for XYZ. You know, what if you started that cover letter saying, there is something incredibly inspiring about the power of education. As a legal professional specialized in human rights and policy issues, I have seen firsthand that in order to make a real impact on people and communities, we need to start with education. Da, 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 da. You know, this is the level that's, it's that like make the recruiter wake up and pay attention. I also think there's, you know, groundwork that you can be doing, uh, you know, before and after applying in terms of connecting with people in your target companies, um, being able to, ha- to have career curiosity conversations with them. And, and you know, when you connect with people genuinely and you're both buzzing after having a really great conversation together, they're going to be more likely to offer, hey, do you want me to send through your CV, your resume, um, in response to this job application, do you want me to forward it on to the HR manager, for example? Um, so, you know, having connections and landing internal referrals is always going to help as well. But um, if you haven't been able to do that, you can you can always find who would be the hiring manager or who might be the recruiter on LinkedIn and send them a wee message and give them a summary of your application, um, find their email address using tools like hunter.io um, and make sure that, you know, your application is being seen by a real human. But I can say wholeheartedly from my experience in recruitment, don't be scared by the numbers because usually out of about 300 applications, it really follows a bell curve. There's always applications where, you know, they haven't even changed the company name, they're they're going for a completely different role. You're just like, okay, this was a mistake that they even applied on the, on the lower end. And then you've got the, the sea of generic applications, which is just the, you know, I'm a collaborator and I've got great attention to detail and just sort of like sending out application applications that could have gone to any company. You just, they just are so, so generic. And then you've got, you know, that top, top 5% of people who make an effort and people who tailor. So what I would say is even if it's 300 people have applied, I, I promise you only about 10 to 15 of them are usually kind of of interest for the hiring manager and the recruitment team. So you actually have a really great shot at getting seen if you really focus on this philosophy of 
doing the groundwork for your personal brand, getting that self-awareness up and putting in a highly tailored quality application. So I would much rather see you applying for two roles per week but doing a really great job of it, sending it to people, following up, that kind of stuff, putting in that extra effort. I'd much rather you see you do that twice a week than sending out 20 applications. You're just going to have such better results. Um, There are also things that you can do to go above and beyond. You know, we're living in the world now of the video pitch. Uh, You've got TikTok resumes. You've got um, things that you can do. You know, I've I've helped clients um, apply for social media roles and we created a TikTok together of like three reasons you should hire me and that kind of thing. So there are so many ways that you can go above and beyond and stand out. Um, Some people create slide decks. Some people create one pages of consolidated research from their field. Some people do things to go above and beyond. But I would say, hey, at the end of the day, honestly, even if you're just tailoring tailoring your application as a marketing pitch to that specific role and there's no redundant information on there, everything matters, everything makes sense in relation to the job description, then honestly, you're automatically going to be in the top 5% of applicants. That's, I mean, that is pretty mind-blowing really when you think about that and you think about how many people are apply just as you say it is just about pressing that button and just apply 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 LinkedIn mm. easy apply has a lot to mm. answer for um, <laughs> but people just press and press and press and they don't they don't take the time to put a quality application together and I think that that is probably that is a huge takeaway and we'll do a sum up at the end but you know just to just to do quality, high quality applications. And as you say, just do, you know, two of those um, twice a week over 20, you know, click, 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 click. And mm. I know I was guilty of that years ago. I remember in my early 20s, just clicking. And then somebody would phone me and, for an interview and I'd go, oh no, I have to go back through and figure <laughs> out what, you know, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I'm like, oh no. I'm hoping they hadn't deleted it from the website in, um, already. So, yeah, it is so important to do those quality applications. Um, yeah, and that used to that used to be okay, right? And but now it's just such a saturated market, and it's so competitive mm-hmm. that um, those you know the things that we used to be able to do just won't cut it anymore. And so you have to, you really do have to go. Uh, above and beyond it's sort of like the new era of the job search and it is very very personal branding heavy it yeah it is massively um Rosie I could speak to you all day um (laughs) but I'm aware of time and I will definitely Mm. have to bring you on again and us to do another one of these um because there is just so much to talk about um but finally I do have to ask you because I ask everybody um what does winning in work mean to you yeah, I love this question. Um, I could so say so many things, but I think it boils down for me to the, the principle that you are intentionally doing your career on purpose. It's not something that happens to you. It's not something like, oops, tripped and I fell over here. You've actually designed it on purpose and it respects a definition of success that you've 
created on your own terms. So it's on purpose and it's aligned to your definition of success. So if your definition of success is working remotely for a company 20 hours a week and selling handcrafted products on Etsy the rest of the time and volunteering and looking after your foster kittens and that's what brings you so much joy in life, then that is winning in work to me. Yeah, I think that is definitely a great example because it is different for everyone and we are so lucky that we are at an a- in an age where we can do do that and you know spend spend a day working on it um sending all our Etsy items out and then you know 3 days working and yeah <laughs> we we have a great mm. we have a great life where we can do whatever we want and it's just having the creativity and knowing that it's possible so thank you so much. And as I say, there is so much I'd love to continue talking to you about. I think the big takeaways on this um, are to go onto your online course to figure out your Ikigai. Um, I think that is huge. Um, and we'll put the link to that in the show notes. Um, your your why, your how, your what for your personal brand is crucial. And it's taking the time for that personal um, and self-awareness. And for your for your CV, it's that tagline, it's that summary, it's and it's those quality applications and not just posting to all. Um, there are so many other tidbits in there to mm. go and add in. But um, yeah, thank you, Rosie. We will definitely do this again soon. Um, yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. Oh, See and before I finish, how can our listeners find you? I'll put it all in the show notes, but tell us all. <laughs> Yes, of course. Well, I'm just at Badass Careers everywhere. So I'm most present on Instagram at Badass Careers. I've got a YouTube channel, just youtube.com slash Badass Careers. And you can find me on LinkedIn. My URL is linkedin.com slash IN slash Rosie Career Coach. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Just to also say that your LinkedIn posts are brilliant. As I said at the beginning, they are really, really helpful and just really easy to digest. So highly recommend um, our listeners to give you a follow. And as I say, thank you, Rosie. And yeah, we'll definitely get you on for a future career topic. Thank you. Absolutely. See ya. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to Winning in Work. If you enjoyed today's show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, head over to winningandwork.com to gain access to our free career resources. Till next time.